God bless each and every one of you. We have reached episode number 140 here on Rise Up on LFA TV. Do not forget to click that rumble button right now. I think we got the better part of 800 people in here watching already. Five minutes in to the 9 o'clock hour or the 6 o'clock hour if you are on the West Coast. We've got some very dedicated people to rising up and being involved in this Godcast. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. People set their alarm clocks around the world to get up and watch this show. Why? Because they want a little bit God, they want a little God in their life. And in some cases, this is the only place that people either A trust or B feel comfortable having fellowship with others and getting their word of God. And I'm so happy. Chris D.L. says, West Coast representative here. There you go. I'm just so happy that we can all come together like this every morning. But do not forget. Do not forget there's nothing like fellowship in person. Okay? There's nothing like fellowship in person. And sometimes, just sometimes, we need to make sure that we have a physical church or a physical place, a geographical place that we can go to where we can have fellowship with others because that is needed just as much as this. 
Somebody was watching from Hawaii yesterday. That's incredible. I set my alarm to wake up at 6 for Rise Up. California in the house says C. Manzek. 7 a.m. in Boise, Idaho, setting their alarm. It's really amazing. And I just want to thank you all for being a part of this, for being part of my personal journey with Jesus. CQ says, I get up at 5.30 just to make sure that I do not miss this show. Eileen Jimenez says, I set my alarm for 5.45 and make my coffee just in time. Well, we hope it's Rise Up Coffee. We hope it's Rise Up Coffee. But if it's not, you can try your Rise Up Coffee. The Dark Sumatra. The Dark, Dark, Dark Sumatra or the Light Medium Pecan. I'm sipping on some American pecan this morning. But you guys are dedicated people. And some people come here in the mornings for Rise Up and they don't even know why. I know why. You know why too. W. Wilson says, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, you do. You're here because God called you here. Feeling a little bit short with your temper lately? Feeling a little bit snippy? I've been there. You've watched it. You've seen it many, many times. But just like you guys are here to pull me back on the narrow path, I'm here to help pull you back on that narrow path. Sky says, I bought Field of Greens for the first time a few days ago and I used the LFA promo code. God bless you. I hope it's everything that I have talked it up to be for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I titled today's show The Day of the Lord. The Day of the Lord. Now, I originally was in Joshua this morning. And I was going to bring you a verse from Joshua. Then I had to go to the bathroom and I took a break from the word for a minute. And while I was in the washroom, 2 Peter came my way. And I think I know why. Read that a little wrong. It's okay. The, okay, I'm sorry, W. Wilson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe I did. I was reading pretty quickly. There's a lot of people that are confused with the rapture, the day of the Lord, the second coming of Jesus, what happens in this one, what happens in that one. And I understand it's a lot. And I also understand that it's very scary to some people. Now, I know, I know, and I felt this way myself. Some people feel guilty because they are afraid of that day whether it be the rapture, the day of the Lord, whatever it is, they're afraid, but, they, but they're Christians, and they feel guilty that they're afraid and that they're Christians at the same time. Well, don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. That's a human emotion that is very understandable. I've had it. I still have it from time to time when it comes to that day. But one thing we have to remember is if, as Christians, we have faith, and if we have faith, We believe. And if we believe, then we trust. And if we trust, then we know that God says, don't be afraid of that day. Long for that day. Open your arms and embrace that day with a giant hug. I understand that everything you've ever known on this earth and in your human flesh would be gone, will be gone. But that's not a bad thing. It's not like the end for you it's the beginning and bad moon says it right in the chat the armor of god will protect you so will the promise of god and i just feel that you guys needed this today nancy says jeremy yes i'm confused about all that i hope you can explain it to me so i can understand well i will do my best to explain it to you. 
Grammy Love says, when I listen to you, I feel up close and personal. You just have that gift. Love you, brother. Well, I love you too. I love you too. So again, I titled today's show, The Day of the Lord. We're going to get into it. We're going to pray right now. We're going to give our love and honor and gratitude to the Lord and our thankfulness for what we do have, not what we don't have. Because if you have a relationship with the Lord, then you are spiritually rich. You don't need to be earthly rich. You can be earthly poor and spiritually rich and be in a far better place than to be earthly rich and spiritually poor. I can tell you that. And I just had a friend come back from a mission in Africa, and he said you would not believe how spiritually rich these people are, but yet how utterly poor they are. They are so poor, but they are so spiritually rich compared to Americans. So we got to remember that. Please remove your hats and let's go to the Lord in prayer now. In Jesus' name, Father in heaven, my Father, Dad, I feel better when I pray to you, talking to you as my dad in plain English and regular conversation. I just feel so good talking to you. And I just feel so thankful that you were actually a, the dad that I always wanted here on earth and more. I never thought that I deserved that. I never had that as a kid. But looking back now, knowing that you were always with me, my dad, helping me along, holding my hand, guiding me on my first bike, with me at my school dances, with me in prison, with me now. I just thank you so very much, Lord. And I want to have no fear. I want to have no fear whatsoever, but I want to have nothing but joy to think about the day of the Lord. The day that I can be with you side by side, face to face, physically. I long for that day. As I longed to have a relationship with my earthly father, times infinity. Lord, I pray that you can help me lean on the Holy Spirit today so that I can convey your message to everyone who is willing to bend an ear. I pray that we can share this out and spread the gospel far and wide so that this Godcast grows every day because we need it. We thank you and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Becca said two minutes in and I've already lost it. I love this show. Yeah, it happens like that. It happens like that. And I want you guys to also pray to your father. Not with specific words of these and thous. Talk to him. Just talk to him. Talk to him like I talk to you. Talk to him like you talk to me. Talk to him like you talk to your father, like you talk to your dad, your mom. After all, he's not in some far-off place. I mean, he is, but he's right here, too. And all you have to do is talk to him. Amen? Ah, I feel so much better when we do our morning prayer. We have 1,100 people watching. If everybody could please like this video. And if everybody could just share once, I think we could make some, some huge headway in spreading the gospel. T. Hodges says, I have a box of Kleenex sitting next to me. Sitting next to my cup of Rise Up coffee. I think that's a good idea. I think maybe we should get Rise Up tissues with a brand of Rise Up on them, right? All right. Let's really get into this. The day of the Lord. I think it's best that we go right to the verse of the day. I really do. Because without that, you'll be wondering, Jeremy, what are we talking about here? So let's do that right now. 
Again, I titled today's show The Day of the Lord. And I said, good morning. How many times have you heard about the day of the Lord? What will happen on the day of the Lord? Will it be scary? What will happen to our home that we call earth? Well, let's talk about that today. And all I can say is this. Keep in your mind the entire time we're talking about this today. That if you have a relationship with Jesus, then you will long for the day of the Lord. Now, Bad Moon asks, why would anybody be scared? Well, Bad Moon, a lot of people are afraid. They're afraid of the rapture. They're afraid of the day of the Lord. They don't know what will happen to them. And that just means that if you are unsure, then you definitely need to spend more time in the word of God. You definitely need to let go of earthly and worldly things. If you're afraid of it in any way, Bad Moon, if these people, if anybody's afraid in any way, then what this show today is going to do is convict them of that so they can steer them in a place where they don't have to be afraid. I mean, the Lord tells us 365 times, do not be afraid. For I am the Lord your God. I will be with you wherever you go. Jeremy, do you pray from a pre-written prayer? Or do you just pray because it always sounds perfect? No, I just pray. Nothing in Rise Up is pre-written or pre-ordained. Nothing is, 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 is worked on, researched, or scheduled. or It's just literally the Holy Spirit. Free for all from the time we start to the time we end. Now, obviously, I have a verse of the day, which we surround everything by. But other than that, I just, <laughs> I just wing it. It's just the way it's supposed to be. Verse of the day today is 2 Peter 3, 10 through 13. Let me say that one more time. 2 Peter 3, 10 through 13. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. I want to stop right there. The heavens will pass away and the element with a great noise. And the elements, earth, fire, wind, water, and if you watch Captain America, heart, (laughs) with your powers combined, Captain Planet, Planet, yeah, not Captain America, my bad, Captain Planet. But they will all melt with a fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, gone, what manner of persons ought you be in holy conduct and godliness. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we... According to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Sounds like a lot. Sounds like something that you and I do not want to experience. Guess what? We won't have to experience the pain and the negativity and the gnashing of the teeth and the screams and the cries and the suffering that that's going to bring to everything on this planet. Again, remember, everything is temporary. 
everything is temporary here on this earth. That's why it says this earth, the elements, earth, fire, wind, and water, and all the works in it will be gone, will melt under the heat of the heavens, even burning up. Now we're going to get even deeper. A lot of people are afraid of the day of the Lord. I hear a lot of Christians talk about it as if they are afraid. I understand that in our human bodies, engaging in discussion about the end of everything that we know and the home that we call earth is a little hard to swallow. I understand that. However, as Christians, we have the faith to believe in the promises of Jesus Christ and God the Father that we have nothing to worry about. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. We should long for it and welcome it when it happens. Now, it will happen so swiftly. And it will happen so quick, most won't know what is going on. You will. You'll know. I think the verse that really sticks out to me here is when it says, the heavens will pass away with a great noise. Now, this is a question a lot of new Christians have, and I'm very happy to open this up for discussion here. The heavens will pass away with a great noise. Now, it doesn't say heaven will pass away with a great noise. It doesn't say where God dwells will pass away with a great, great noise. It says heavens, plural. Does that imply that there is more than one heaven? Doesn't it say in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? What does that mean and what will be destroyed in the day of the Lord? Well, I'm going to break it down even deeper than that for you after I read you this next part. We have the atmospheric heavens, we have the celestial heavens, and then we have the heaven of heavens where God dwells. All will be dissolved to make way for a new heaven, not heavens, a new heaven, one, and a new earth. Everything in God's creation, that means everything in existence that you know and that you don't know, every realm, everything, in God's creation, from us down here all the way to him up there, will be made new. Everything. Everyone will experience a new home, even the angels. With evil defeated, we will dwell with God in forever worship, and nothing will ever harm us or anything in his, his existence Ever again. Praise God and Jesus. Someone said, Jeremy, somebody said that the rapture is not in the Bible. Can you explain it? Well, the word as we know it, rapture, I believe, is not in the Bible. It's just our word for it. It's a word that describes what the Bible describes. But I'm not talking about the rapture. The rapture is before what I'm talking about here. But it's all kind of one in God's world, right? In God's time, because God exists outside of time. That's why it says with the Lord, one day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years with the Lord is like one day. It doesn't mean that one day is equal to a thousand years in God's life. It means that there is no time. There is no thought process 
of time. There is no start and finish. There is no 12 hours in a day. Now I'm going to get deep on you. You ready for this? Somebody said, Jeremy, and since God spoke everything into existence, I believe the great noise will be his voice. It's a good, that's, that's, a, that's a, cool, it's a cool way to think about it. Yeah, I, I would say everything is God's voice. Rapture is when we will be caught up with the Lord. Amen. Rapture is when Jesus comes back and takes you unto himself to take you back to the place that he's been preparing for you. Now we're going to go deep. Ready? I've been waiting for this moment. One second here. Let's see. Where did I take that to? Okay, I got it right here. All right, let's get deep. I searched for a long time to make sure that I got the exact right thing that I wanted to go over with you guys about the different levels of heavens, the heavens and the earth. When the term heaven is not used symbolically in scripture, it usually refers to one of the three realms. Our immediate atmosphere, outer space, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and then the home of God. More than one heaven. The fact that Jesus passed through the heavens gives evidence that there is more than one heaven. Third heaven. Furthermore, the Bible refers to the third heaven. 2 Corinthians 12, 2. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. If there is a third heaven, it seems that there must also be a first and a second heaven. The atmospheric heaven, the first heaven. The atmospheric heavens include the air that we breathe as well as the space that immediately surrounds the earth. The technical term for this is the troposphere, the troposphere. It extends about 20 miles above the earth. The space above this is called the stratosphere. The scripture uses the term heaven to describe this area. Genesis 6-7, I will destroy humanity whom I have created from the face of the earth, both humans and beasts, creeping things, and birds of the heaven. Okay, let's get into next, the second part now. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither reap nor sow nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them, Matthew 6.26. Now the second heaven, the celestial heaven. Okay? This use of the term heaven refers to outer space or the stellar heaven, and it includes the sun, the moon, and the stars. And we go to Matthew 2429, where it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will give its will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken. So this is what it refers to when it says the heavens will pass away. And that everything here on earth, basically all the elements will be melted from the fervent heat of the heavens. Yes, you're right. Raptures before the tribulation. Do a study. Jack Hibbs was post-tribulation, then mid and final years after study concluded it had to have been a pre-tribulation. I love the way you guys, like a lot of you guys really do study. Really, really do study, and I like that. Now, stars are said to be also in heaven. Deuteronomy 4.19, and take heed lest you lift up your eyes to the heaven... And when you see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all the peoples under the whole heaven as a heritage. But Joe Biden's going to block out the sun. I'll block out the sun. 
Now, the heaven of heavens. Ready for this? The scripture speaks of heavenly spheres beyond that which is visible from the earth. It is called the heaven of heavens. Deuteronomy 10.14 Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God. Also, the earth with all that is in it. It's clearly separating the two. The psalmist wrote in 148.4, Praise him, you heaven of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Clearly. Clearly speaking of the different levels. And why else would it say the heavens rather than heaven? Heaven as the home of God, the third heaven. The Bible is clear that God cannot be limited to any one geographical place. In 1 Kings 8.27, it says this. But will indeed God dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. Yet scripture also teaches us that there is a certain geographical place where God does reside. It is also designated heaven. The writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 8.1, the point of what we are saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. Stephen knew he was going to be in the presence of the Lord in Acts 7.55. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Now, heaven is called the presence of God. In Hebrews 9.24, it says, For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. The location of the abode of God is not revealed in Scripture. So here's the summary. You ready? Sometimes the word heaven is used symbolically in Scripture. When used of actual, an actual place, Scripture speaks of three heavens. The first of the atmospheric heavens above. The second heaven is the stellar heaven, the sun, the moon, and the stars. And the third is where God resides above the two regions. God, however, is certainly not limited to one geographical place. And when it's all said and done, God will destroy the heavens in which we know them right now and the earth in which we live on right now. All the elements that we know, earth, fire, wind, and water, and the elemental tables of all things that we know and things that we don't know. And God will create a new dwelling place for all, including the angels. So everybody will get a new place. Here's the keys to your new house. Enjoy a lifetime of worship and joy. Enjoy, right? Folks, we have about 1,500 people watching right now. What I'd like to do is I would like to go to the Rumble chat because I'm always curious as to what you guys are talking about, and I like to, st- I like to focus on that for a little bit. In my studies, there are scriptures to support all three or no rapture. You must be prepared if you want to interpret is incorrect. You don't want to be deceived by Satan. Do not complicate. There's no special code or combination you need to know. Jesus is it. It's that simple. Yes, it is. Free choice is how Satan has access to us. I believe could be wrong. Have to research it. Great study, Jeremy. You go, guy. You are giving the flock meat, son. Awesome. Have a great day, y'all. Can't concentrate on work and Jeremy. All right, Flurry. Thank you very much. God bless you. Earth, fire, Water, air, wind, water, air. Think about that Jesus was standing, not sitting when Stephen was being stoned. His lovers for those who suffer. Ooh, what a great statement right there. What a great statement. Be ready, repent when when sin because he will come back in a blink of an eye. Amen. 
Amen. He does. He will too. Uh, let's see here. Listening to learn, cutting grass at work, but listening, that's always great. Don't get ready. Be ready. Woo. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Don't get ready. Be ready. The 144,000 allegedly is a frequency of vibration. Happy birthday, Julie. Who's it's Julie's birthday today. Well, then you know what we got to do. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Julie. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Julie. And if you want a uh, free gift from us, reach out to LFA producer at Gmail. You get a mansion. You get a mansion. We all get mansions. Check under your seat for the keys. Amen. I think you need a shirt that says, don't get ready, be ready. I think you might be right. I think we might have to have that too. That's a pretty strong statement right there. Don't get ready, be ready. Folks, we have 1,465 people watching. We have 392 rumbles. What? That's it? Jeremy, I never got my free gift. Joe Bo, did you send Eli a message saying what you need for a shirt, what size, and where to send it? If you did, then it's his fault, and we will whip him accordingly. But if not, then you need to do that. It's Nana's birthday, too. Happy birthday, Nana. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. I'm having a hard time on my voice this morning, so I'm going to lay low on the singing. Let's get up those rumbles, ladies and gentlemen. If you've not hit the thumbs up button, please do that now. Because we just dropped some knowledge today. And I feel very, very good about getting, you know, when we dig deep into a certain topic. I I, I really do. And I know you guys do too. Now, I know other people like Julie Green and others, they dig in far deeper than I do on verses and scripture and stuff like that. Uh, But this, you know, it's a little bit different for me. You know, I don't, um, this is my personal journey with Jesus. So, you know, I don't, God leads me every day and, and, and to talk about what he wants me to talk about. And, you know, I don't do what other people do, but uh, I think that's why people are here, to watch something new. Um, I had a couple videos I wanted to show you here. Let's see. Is this one of them right here? Okay, I think this is a pretty good video. I want to put this up on a side-by-side here. Um, Let's try to blow this up a bit so you guys can see it clearly. There we go. All right, listen to this. I thought this was pretty interesting, and for no reason, I just said, you know what? I want to save this and show this to the LFA family. Uh, so I got to put my headphones on here so I could see this. I mean, hear this. Uh, all right, here we go. Things about the American gospel today is that people are made to believe that God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. So that somehow sin is divorced from the sinner. I just have some verses that seriously say the opposite, that not only does God hate sin, but he also hates the sinner in his sin. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No evil dwells with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all who do iniquity. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed. Not just that he abhors bloodshed, He abhors the man of bloodshed. Jacob, I love Esau, I hate it. I mean, there is a hatred of God toward the sinner. It is not simply the sin that goes to hell, but the sinner. One of the worst things about the American gospel today is that people- Shut it down. How'd that make you feel? Hating just the sin, Kelly says, lets the sinner off the hook. Now, how long have we been saying, don't hate the sinner, hate the sin? How quickly we forget scripture when we're reading it, though, don't we? God himself talks about hating the sinner when they're in their sin. 
Abba, Abba, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? At that moment, God hated everything that Jesus had become, everything that he took on his body, everything that he took on his shoulders, all the sin. God not only hates the sin, he hates the sinner when the sinner is in the sin because they're one and the same, they're not divorced. The sinner goes to heaven, not the sin. Again, we got to be very careful about the devil working his way into our minds and making us say things that are not true. Now, does that mean that God hates the sinner forever? No, when the sinner repents and stops sinning, then God turns his face back towards the sinner or the, pre- the once was sinner. Don't be, don't get it twisted though. We're not saying you should hate a person and shun them. Matter of fact, you should open your arms to them, love them and pray for them. But to say that the two are divorced is wrong. Herity says God doesn't hate people. (laughs) Did you see the scripture? Jacob, God loved. Esau, God hated. See, we're looking at it from a human perspective when we say, well, he doesn't hate people. The two are not divorced. The two are married. If you are in sin, then you are apart from God. You're not a child of God, so why should he love you? You got to give something. He can't just love the sinner in his sin his whole life and then the sinner dies and goes to, goes to hell. You got to look at it from a godly point of view, not a human point of view and get all butt hurt because, oh wait, God said he never hates anyone. Let's play it again. Somebody said they want to hear this again. I want you to write down the verses and then we're going to go to the verses. I'm going to write them down too. I'm going to write them down too. Let's play it again. People are made to believe that God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. So that somehow sin is divorced from the sinner. I just have some verses that seriously say the opposite. That not only does God hate sin, but he also hates the sinner in his sin. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. No evil dwells with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all who do iniquity. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed. Not just that he abhors bloodshed. He abhors the man of bloodshed. Jacob, I love Esau, I hate it. I mean, there is a hatred of God toward the sinner. It is not simply the sin that goes to hell but the sinner one of the worst things about the okay. american gospel today all right go ahead and is- we're gonna kill it now okay <clears throat> so s rose says but we're all sinner does he hate we're all sinners does he hate all of us no because it's the ones who are with christ that have their sins covered and i think i think the word hate here gets thrown around a little differently too what 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 we think is hate and what god's saying is hate Let's go to scripture. Let's get my Bible. All right. So we've got Psalm 5, 4 and 5 and Psalm 5, 6. So let's go there now. Do, do, do. Psalm 5, 4, 5. Way back in Psalm. Here we go. Psalm. There we go. Hold on. Kind of doing this on the fly. Here we go. Psalm 4, 5, 4, 5. Psalm 5, 4 through 5. Come on. All right. Psalm 5, 4 and 5 says this. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, 
nor shall evil dwell within you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. This is from the King James. You hate all workers of iniquity. So what this is saying is, he might not hate you, the person, and there's always hope for you, but while you're in your sin, completely rebelling against Jesus and God, you are not divorced from your sin because if you go to hell in your sins, you go to hell, not just your sin. So that is Psalm 5, 4, and 5. Now we're going to go to Psalm 5, 6, which is the next verse. You shall destroy those who speak falsehoods. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. Well, what's another word for abhor? Does he say he abhors the sin or the man who's in the sin, not walking with Jesus, not in the sight and in the grace and in the salvation of God? And then Romans 9.13. Romans 9. Opened almost right up to it. Opened up to the page after it. Romans 9.13 says this. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I have hated. Let's read 10 through 13. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, for the children, not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. I think it's a lot deeper than you and I can sit here and think of when we talk about the word hate. I think it's a lot deeper than that. Somebody's talking about watching Julie Green than me. That's great. Thank you very much. Julie apparently has a lot of, uh, a lot of similarities to the stuff that I talk about every day, apparently. Uh, or I have to her, I guess. She goes on before me. Um, God gives us free will. We take our free will and willingly serve Satan against God. Then, yes, God hates us. Woo! Powerful. Living in the sin and not asking for forgiveness. No rinse and repeat. Oh, now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. Hate doesn't have to mean forever. And you know what? If God is allowed to hate and God hates sin and God hates the sinners in their sin, rebelling against Jesus, people go, well, if God could do it, I can do it. No, that's not true. Can children do what their parents do? No. Can children do what their parents do? No. Parents say, do as I say, not as I do. God says the same thing. Do as I say, not as I do. And if God has the ability to do something, guess what? He created everything, and who are you to question him? But Jeremy, God doesn't have hate. According to the Bible, he does. It also says that God is a very jealous God. He says that. But we're not to be jealous. But if God can do it, why can't we do it? Uh, because you're a meat puppet, and he's a God. That's why. You're a fleshly sack of meat, and he's a God who created you. That's why. You don't have to do what he does. You have to do what he says to do. And I think that's where we get a little bit mixed up. People get their, people's pride get in the way. Well, I'm an adult. No, you're a child of God. Powerful show today, huh? Realize that we haven't even gotten into one-minute prayer for dads yet, and we're 51 minutes past the hour. Talk about getting to the meat and potatoes of things today. Thank you, almighty God. All glory goes to you. Doing God's will. Now, if you have this book, it's page 71. Doing God's will. James 1.22. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. Ooh, there's a lot of us who do that. Myself included sometimes. Dads have a special way of doing 
not just hearing God's word. The doing involves training our children, praying with them, playing with them, providing for them, and making them secure. This is God's will for us. And it's what God wants us dads to do. Father, help me to be a doer of your will with my whole self, not just someone who hears with my ears. Help me to put my feet to my faith, especially in the lives of my kids. Your will for me as their father is to do right by them, to make you known to them by my words and actions by doing what your word says. Boom. What does that say? Doing what God says. Do what I say, not as I do. Remember that. Just because God gets to do something doesn't mean you get to. Go create a universe, and then you might be able to have an argument. Lord, help me make your will my will. Lord, let me make your will my will. Help me make your priorities my priorities and help me demonstrate to my children what doing your will looks like. The sinner and the sinner not divorced. We need to stop. We need to stop echoing that sentiment. Because that's lukewarm Christianity. That is not real. It is not true. However, neither is our perception of the word hate and how God uses it and how we use it. Things are getting heavy here. Eli, I might need a weight belt. I might need some help. Things are getting heavy in here. I don't know if I can lift all this myself, but guess what? Philippians 4.13 says, with him all things are possible. Are things getting a little too heavy for you here on Rise Up? The 1,500 people watching? The 1,500 people who have liked the video? Yeah, right. It's never going to happen. Eileen says, I need prayers. I have to put my 10-year-old cat down. Develop blindness in a week. Failing quickly. I'm crying. Eileen, Lord and Heavenly Father, please... Bring comfort to Eileen and comfort to her fur kid as her cat leaves this world. May you comfort her. May you bring love and joy to her. And let her know, Lord, that we and everybody else are here for her. If she needs anything, she's not alone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. not easy. Melanie Collier just lost one of hers. Ruth says, I needed this today. You know what, Ruth? So did I. Obviously, or else God wouldn't have given it to me. If we're going to be Christians, we need to be Christians. If we're going to follow Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, Elohim, Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, well, then we need to make sure that we are understanding things the right way. I learn something every day on Rise Up. Every day. And not new information only, but old information interpreted correctly. Perception is reality, right? Well, let's make sure we have the right perception. Let's make sure we're perceiving things the way God wants us to perceive them, not the way this society, this community, our government, these churches, those churches, this priest, that pastor, or that scholar of the Bible tells you. Because nine times out of ten, they're wrong. And I'm not saying I'm right, but I know God's right, and I know the Holy Spirit is right. And that's who I rely on for this show. 
I don't rely on Julie Green. I don't rely on Pastor Locke. I don't rely on uh, uh, MacArthur. I don't rely on anybody but the Holy Spirit to do this show. I have no idea what those other people preach about. All I know is what God's bringing me through every day. And I share that with you. Outside of that, I know nothing else. I know what God gives me on that day. And it changes my life and makes me a better person, makes me a better Christian, makes me a better father and a better husband. Take off the denominal glasses and read scripture yourself. Let scripture interpret scripture. Bargain queen. Amen. Jeremy, hate from God's perspective as it pertains to culture, i.e. homosexuality, is something we should all hate as well. Yes, I agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end today. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you, I'm Sullivan. Thank you, Philly Kid, American Nanny. God bless you all. Thank you all for being here. You guys are truly great, great people, and I'm, 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 so, I'm so blessed and honored. LFA TV continues with Sean Farish and Ungoverned coming up next. But until then, on the way out, I'm going to take you out with some good old music, kind of like the way we had when we came in. So thank you all for being here. Please go to jeremyherald.com or lfatv.us. Help out with a donation. It would really, really make a big difference for us. We need it. <laughs> we definitely need it. And as a growing network, bringing the truth, bringing the gospel, ladies and gentlemen, is there anything out there that's better than LFA TV? I don't think so. Thank you, God, for this show. Thank you, all of you, for joining in. LFA TV continues with Ungoverned Next, and then yours truly with Live from America at 11 o'clock. I'll see you then. God bless you all. Again, thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your morning. Enjoy your Rise Up coffee. See you later. Awaken.